Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also the owner of two co-working spaces in Tampa, Florida, where I have the privilege of helping hundreds of entrepreneurs to start, launch, and grow successful businesses. Today, our featured guest is fearless entrepreneur, Kyle McDougall. Kyle, welcome to the show. Are you ready to serve up some value to our amazing listeners? Thanks for having me, of course. Well, duh. Here we go, bro. So, Kyle, real quick uh, introduction. Uh, just what's your what industry do you work in? What's your business? What's your title? Okay, my business is Kyle Business Group. Uh, we're That's very original. Well, there's a reason I did it. We could talk about that later. But okay. um, we do lead generation and digital marketing for companies. Um, we primarily work with small to medium-sized businesses. Okay. Um, what, it, what would be like the revenue mark that you kind of play best within um, of, the, of your clients? I guess anything up to $100,000. And people are paying us like $10,000 a month, $100,000 a month just to do their marketing. Gotcha. I don't mean the revenue that you're bringing in. I mean um, what size business are they? Oh, they're startups. Okay. primarily but gotcha. we're working with a lot of medi- medium-sized companies what would be considered medium like what uh annual revenue are they doing annual per revenue we have i think our highest paid is two million dollars a year but our average is around probably two hundred thousand dollars okay gotcha i think that's pretty average yeah yeah so those are all still within the small business yeah, realm. Correct, yeah. got it got it got it. okay so we got kyle business group yes why'd you name it that i'm curious now you intrigued me well, when I started looking into marketing, people were saying that I guess you want to be more or more personal with your clients, and yeah. having my name and the business name kind of makes it a little more intimate, a little more personal, rather than some generic digital marketing name. I get that. Yeah. What about scalability, though? Like, if you want to scale the business, does is that going to play into it? Like having your name on it? I don't think so. I think it's going to stay that. But okay. Or you only hire guys named Kyle. I could do that. That's a good business model. <laughs> no, but uh, I think there is a level of intimacy there because I, mean, I give my clients my phone number, my Skype, my Facebook, everything. Like, so it's got it. Yeah, so it's really transparent. So if they ever need anything, yeah, it's really easy to contact me. What would you say is your superpower? I'm getting right into this interview. What's your superpower in your business that you do? Like nobody else could do it. You can't outsource it. This is like your your genius. This is your superpower. What is it? Building sales funnels for clients. Because a lot of, there's we were just talking about this, but a lot of entrepreneurs, people that think they could do digital marketing, but they actually can't, they don't really understand how sales funnels work and how to optimize them. So I think, I have also have a partner and him and I, I think that's definitely our go-to. Yeah? Yeah. It's also his sales, uh, his uh, superpower as well? Yep. That's why I partnered with him, just so we can tackle many clients at once wow okay gotcha who does the rest of the business like the numbers the accounting and that sort of thing that's me i have a um accounting and finance background that's what i went to school for so i handle all that stuff that's so cool man (laughs) now now let's get right into it because um this show is all about your first 100k right yep and i know you just kind of launched this business so how long ago did you launch um and back in june it's actually while i was working at a a brokerage firm in Tampa called uh, Raymond James. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So this was a side hustle business. It was a side hustle, but I've been doing websites and stuff since I was in high school. So I was building up websites and selling them. Yeah? Yeah, so it just got more of like a 
less of a hobby, more of a passion. So were you one of these entrepreneurs that were like, I, when I was four years old, I had a lemonade <laughs> stand <laughs> no, and I made a million dollars? No, it all started in high school. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, where did that come from, that little entrepreneurial itch? I think opinion. it was just my family being business people. My stepdad, mm. he was a CEO of an HMO, so I was always around business. My dad's a CEO of a private equity firm up in Ohio, so I mean, I'm surrounded by it. So it's And now you're the CEO of Kyle Business Group. Yep. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Very cool. All right, so yeah, let's uh I like hearing about side hustle, right? Because right. I think you did it really smart. Uh many entrepreneurs will drop everything they're doing. That's a huge mistake. Okay, speak on that. Why didn't you make that huge mistake? Because it's a very common mistake. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, financially, I mean, that's number one thing. You can't just drop your your main job as bringing in your source of income and start up something completely different. Why not? From zero. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm passionate. I'm going to make a bazillion dollars in next week. Well, because to grow your company, you need to spend money. And if you don't have a side source or a main source of income, then you are spending from your bank or whatever, you're personal savings yeah, personal savings that's going to go down quick if you're just starting mm. so i mean if you have that source of income on the side then you can use your salary to fund your new company in the meantime so yeah so is that what you did yeah i mean i don't want to admit it but i was working on my side hustle while i was at work sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah i get that you know what that's awesome though i think it's great um so what wasn't like occurring for you with that financial uh, business, you know, obviously something was missing for you to go out on the side and start building and creating something. Oh yeah, definitely. It was just really monotonous. Like every day was the same thing. Uh, you know, you got the traffic in the morning, nine to five, nine to eight o'clock sometimes when it was busy traffic on the way home. It's like you spend two hours a day in traffic, which is a complete waste of your day. But, um, I don't know. It's just so boring. I didn't talk to anybody. I was stuck in a cubicle and now with my job now, it's awesome because I get to learn so much like about all different kinds of industries. Like I'm talking to CEOs and other entrepreneurs and all different kinds of verticals. So it's cool. I get to learn a lot. So like every day is new and different and exciting for you now. Yeah, it's Where all Before new. it was the same exactly. rat race yeah. every day. So now I actually enjoy getting up and working on projects. That's cool. Yeah. What kind of hours do you put in right now? Oh, you, man. You've... You're only a few months into your business here, so. Yeah, but uh, we have a lot of clients, actually, and it, it's tough because a lot of them are from around the world, mm. so I'm getting texts and emails and Facebook messages all hours of the day. Like throughout the night? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when majority of them are texting me because most of them are over in uh, the UK or India. Yeah. So I mean, you walked in this morning to the studio and you were looking yeah. very sleep deprived, I got to oh, say. Man. Yeah, I actually haven't slept in since Tuesday. What? <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah. I went to bed Monday. Haven't slept since Tuesday. You're kidding? No. Dude, that's not healthy. I, I told you that yesterday. On the I know, phone. but then you were saying you were going to get some rest. Yeah, I did. I took like a two-hour nap. So you took a two-hour nap like in the past three, yeah, four that's, days? That's what you got to do. No, that is not. I totally disagree with this point. Uh, and I get it. Well, you're not working with some of my clients. <laughs> <laughs> I get that too, right? <laughs> yeah, I work domestic. Um, wow, that's interesting. But, yeah, That goes back to our other conversation before we went live on here is uh, we train people how to treat us. Correct. Right? And that includes clients. And I think a very common mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make, and you decide if you're making that right now, right. is that uh, we try to get all the business we can up front 
and we take on clients, some of the uh, sometimes clients that are headache clients that mistreat us, that abuse us, that underpay us, right? That's the first type of client. That's the good thing about growing too, is you can get rid of those if you want. Yes, right. Um, and and the goal is to get rid of them as fast as possible, oh, yeah. so that you can spend a waste of time. Yeah, and time and is your most valuable asset as an entrepreneur. Absolutely right. And this way, you could spend more time with the clients that require less time yeah. and pay you more money. Right. That's the goal, right? Yeah. So finding that ideal avatar. Yeah. You know, who do I love to work with out of all my clients right now? Oh my gosh, it's ABC Company. Yeah. I wouldn't say I put in less hours for my bigger clients. I say I put in the same amount of hours. I'm just not okay. wasting as much time. I'm not Got wasting it. time arguing or, hey, I need this done, this done, this done. My my good clients actually know what's going on. And they understand the value that I bring and what I'm doing. Yeah. So they understand what's happening. The ones that have no idea, they're the ones that come at me and waste my time and you know i just hired you right so i'm gonna be a client now so Correct. yeah I, mean, I don't know if you're making that public or not i just made that public bro <laughs> it, it, it just got real oh, um man. right so yeah so now you got to perform right because we Correct. just made this public right and now the world knows i see what you're doing <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> you're on the spot bro yeah, we'll definitely um perform. yeah absolutely but you know what I showed up and I said, this is what I want. I know what I want. This is what needs to happen. Here's the area where we're sucking right now in our business. This is where I need help. And you're like, boom, that's exactly what we do day in and day out is that. And those are the kinds of people we want to work with, people that understand or realize what their pain point is. A lot of people aren't making any money, so they just come out and say, here, like, make it happen magically. And they don't see where, like, where their pain points are or anything. They're just not mm. making money. You have no idea how. So what's occurring for me is that your ideal client is not someone you have to educate really on what what it is you do or why they need it. Correct. Yeah, that's how I started because yeah. I was obviously inexperienced. So I started off with startups. And I guess one of my methods of getting clients when I first started was I would go to um, affiliate forums. And affiliate is where you're kind of like a salesman for a company and they pay you a commission based on the sales that you generate for them. Mm -hmm. And so I would go to those, those forums and find people that were struggling, and I would reach out to them. And so they were kind of vulnerable and desperate to <laughs> – I mean, I wasn't taking advantage of them. I knew I could help them, but it was an easy way to get clients to start off. Like, but what did you do for them? Like you built them sales funnels to yeah. help them yeah. um, sell the affiliate products yeah. more? Exactly, yeah. Okay, that's smart. Yeah. So you grab the low-hanging fruit. Oh, yeah, and there's a, there's a few – high quality sources that I use just like that, but to get bigger clients. Yeah. That I won't make public because I don't want my competitors to pick them up. <laughs> hey competitors, <laughs> stop listening. Shut off the podcast now. No, don't shut off the podcast. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's get down to business. Man, we just spoke a lot without me even asking my first question. Well, I normally don't do that. Uh -oh. Yeah. So I like you, Kyle. You're a good person, man. So <laughs> not that I don't like my other guests, but maybe I like them a little less. I don't know. That's what I like so <laughs> let's get down to business. How much revenue? Now, I know you haven't uh, done 12 months yet, right? Correct. Um, how much revenue have you brought in in the last, since you started? Six months. Yeah, approximately. Revenue, probably. Gross. Gross revenue. Probably around 140000 So you did 140000 How many months is this? Uh, so since June, so July, four. August, so in four months, one hundred forty thousand. Yeah. That's freaking awesome! Yeah, well done, brother. Thank Seriously, you. congratulations. Thanks. But again, it's not it's not easy. Like spending all night, like this is many many nights of no sleep at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
so it's, it's been worth well it. you're young right yeah. this is these are the my years. girlfriend isn't a fond of it but yeah these are the years we abuse our bodies yeah exactly right yeah. and listen when 10, you have 20 years from now they're gonna your body's gonna like kick your butt yeah it's gonna start yelling back yeah and i'm not gonna be able to do this in 20 30 <laughs> years gotcha all right cool um what are you on track to gross this year over the next 12 months what's the goal or, or over the next 12? Yeah, based on the the uh, amount of clients you're getting right now, what are you on track to, to hit? Uh, we should project around 500,000. Yeah. That's Did, what I want. Okay, so you're listening in right now, and, and you're hearing Kyle McDougall with Kyle Business Group. He's a digital marketer extraordinaire, and he specializes. His superpower is building sales funnels in the digital marketing space for his clients. Yes. And what he did is he started in the financial industry with a nine to five cubicle farm job that he hated. Exactly. Yeah. And then he started side hustling, right? And he said, you know what? I don't want my life to look like this. I want my life to be something I create. I want an extraordinary life. So he went out on the side, sleep deprived and everything, put in the, the hours, what it took, he used some really cool uh, strategies to win his first few clients to get some money in the bank, and that led him to more clients, bigger clients, and now he's getting to the place. He's only four months into the business, so I really want you to get that. He's only four months in. This is what four months from now can look like for you if you really do this strategically, right? But he has a very clear vision of where he's going, and four months in, boom, he hits hundred and. $40,000 in revenue, which is fantastic. And he's on track to gross $500,000 per year next year. That's powerful. That's a life he's building right there. Yeah. It's Darn fantastic. It's much better life. The quality of life is so much better now that it don't have to work nine to five and you could work out whenever you want, eat whenever you want, sleep whenever May you want. May I ask, what was the annual uh, income or salary in the financial space when you were doing that? Uh, 70. Okay. 70 so you are, you are tapping out, right? Maxing out at 70. Yeah. Plus bonuses. Plus so bonuses. Right. But it, yeah. That's like nothing. That's so like in four months, only four months on your side hustle business, you already have exceeded 12 months of the previous work that you did. Yeah. And gross revenue. I'm and not profiting that much. Yeah. 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 I get it. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really well done. Listen, once you hit 500 K, you're going to have some good net. Well, hopefully you help me reach that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how much are you charging me? <laughs> I'm going to need to revisit that. So, Kyle, we all love to listen to the wisdom of millionaires and billionaires, right? Right. Um, but we struggle to relate to them because 90% right. of us entrepreneurs are struggling to make our first 100K. Yeah, exactly. Just like you were, right? Yeah. Um, take us back uh, over these past four months when you're struggling to make this. Paint us a vivid picture, right? So, like, day one. I get it. You, you have a few clients, but what's going on in between your ears, right? That, that chatter in your head, um, self-doubt, um, what type of things were occurring for you, right? Yeah. When do I, I go out? When do I do this? When do I uh, leave the revenue behind, et cetera, right? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Go ahead and take it from there. Paint us that picture. Well, there wasn't a huge sense of doubt in the beginning because, like I said, it was kind of like a side hustle, so I wasn't that into it yet. So I was still kind of focused on my job, but then I would go home and work until three or four in the morning, even after I worked a full day. So how did you have the energy to go into the, the financial job the next day? 
and perform. That's what coffee and Red Bulls are for. <laughs> Again, yeah. in his 20s, be abusing his body. Oh, yeah. Even right now, you can ask my girlfriend this. I have cases of Monster just sitting on my kitchen floor. That is so bad for the human body. Anyway, please yeah, continue. But I need it. It gets me running. But um, I guess the self-doubt started coming in once I quit my job because, I mean, I was financially trying to – or I was independently trying to finance everything in my life by mm-hmm. myself pretty much i didn't have that main source of income coming in every month anymore but um yeah you know. so l- let me ask you this right um when you left the financial uh job right that was seventy thousand dollar year cushion right 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 and then you you had a few clients in your pocket and you went out there yeah right what kind of uh revenue were you bringing in when you first oh, tapped first start like the first yeah. month I was literally like, the first month like six thousand maybe for the if first that, month if that yeah but that's a that's a lot more than most people make yeah yeah but, yeah but uh, like again yeah i'm not profiting that much so it was like nothing when i first started gotcha were you able to make bills the first month yes okay barely barely yeah barely 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 gotcha okay so like i was running on monster and trail mix how did you know you this was going to work? I didn't. I just knew that if I worked hard, it would eventually come. How did you know that? Why, did, why didn't you think, it, well, I could work hard and it could still fail? It could still fail because, like you said, 90% of entrepreneurs don't see $100,000. So, I mean, there was that doubt, but I don't know. I just felt like I was so passionate about it and I was so like eager to learn and about the industry and so eager to make money with it that I just felt like I couldn't lose. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. It was like it's almost an internal confidence. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, like I, I can't really articulate it. I just know I'm going to win. Yeah, like I started off with those startup companies and they were making hardly any money to start and I knew that what I could give them was more valuable than what they've been doing than I grew their business and making more money from them. And I knew I could kind of carry that over to bigger clients eventually mm. and I can get an opportunity to market to those kind of companies. So I knew eventually it would come. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. So if I could put words to what I'm hearing you say is you literally were standing in a place of if I help enough people win in their business yes. who are sucking right now and losing. Yeah. If I can help them win in their businesses, I'm going to win. Yeah. That was kind of like my business model, I guess. Or like my idea going into it was help people that were struggling at first to kind of build up my background, I guess, like. I don't know. I, yeah, I your could, portfolio. Yeah, and I could carry that over to bigger clients mm-hmm. eventually, and then get rid of those smaller clients when I had the yeah the means to do so. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's how it works, is right. You get a few under your belt, right? Sometimes yeah. you do a pro bono, yeah. and you say, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna take away all your risk of working with me. Come on board. I'm gonna take you from here. You're sucking wind right now, and I'm gonna help you win." Oh yeah, I even did that too. I worked for free sometimes did as you? well, just to get clients on board. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have case studies, right? Now you have Correct. before and afters. Yeah. And now you go to the bigger fish, the bigger clients, the ones you really want to work with, with yeah. the larger budgets, and you say, hey, look what I did for these 10 businesses. Yeah, it makes it so much easier just to be like, hey, this is where they were, this is where they was. I can show them pictures of whatever, like their campaigns and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have testimonials all over the place I can hand out. Love it. Yeah. Did you do like video testimonials? What What was the, what type of testimonials did you do? Were they just written? Just a curiosity um, question. I yeah, have. I have some video testimonials from clients. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, do you want to see some? Just to no, no. It's, it's <laughs> a radio show. It's a radio hands. show. People can't see it, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Kyle, describe your biggest fail that you had in the past four months since you started this. Biggest fail? Yeah, that oh. you would consider biggest fail. I mean, I've worked with clients and have definitely failed, or at least they think I've failed. Mm. And that's the hardest part is... So you were accused of yeah, failing, but well, you actually didn't? Yeah, like I said before, like some people don't realize the value that I bring. Mm. I think that's the biggest hurdle in this industry is people don't understand the value. Mm. So like, if I run a campaign for them and they spend $1,000 and I only get 1000 back, like I get... Um, so I run an AdWords campaign for $1,000. AdWords, AdWords, yeah. Yeah, or Facebook ads mm-hmm. or something. And it only generates a thousand back, a thousand dollars in so sales. So it broke even. Yeah, people don't realize that, even though it broke even, so they didn't spend a penny. Right, so it didn't cost out. them. Yeah, I got that's a win. Hundreds of emails for them. Plus, like I built up their email list. Yeah, which is for no, future marketing yeah, for future it, products. Yeah, so it's one of the biggest assets for a company is email list. Yeah, so I built that up by hundreds of contacts mm-hmm. just from a thousand dollars. That plus just like building their brand and awareness and everything they mm. don't really understand the value so if you run another month after that i mean there's no question that they would profit and yeah yeah and it takes time right and we're exactly. all about instant gratification yeah and this so is the society we live in so it's like if they put in a thousand the first campaign that's so broke hard to even do. yeah to break even the first month is so right. hard to do people don't understand that. see i get that like that's just fantastic to me and it's like now I know month two, we're not only going to break even, we're probably going to yeah. turn a little profit. Yeah. Month three, we're going to turn a larger profit. Month four, a larger pop- yeah. profit, and then it hockey sticks. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's harder that first month because there's a, lo- there's a lot of testing. I mean, people probably aren't familiar with it, but there's a thing called split testing. Mm-hmm. And I described this in one of my Facebook videos earlier. But So if we run one campaign, we usually run a second campaign right alongside of it, and we make small tweaks to the second one so that we can see which one performs better. And if one outperforms the other one, then we just get rid of that one that wasn't performing as good. And then yeah. we we create something else to run alongside that second one. So you're constantly trying to outperform the winner. Yes. Until we and come up with a better winner and create a better winner and a better winner until you find, boom, well, you struck gold. Yeah, we usually stop when it's really profitable yeah. and then we just scale it. Then you're like, don't mess with the good thing. Yeah. And then you don't it's mess working. with it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. Is there, there a, is there a thing where you can make it too perfect and then it actually doesn't work? Have you ever had that experience? No, I've never had that experience. So then why would you stop? You don't. It's basically an autopilot once you get to that point. When it's profitable, you just scale it up. You spend more money every day. But I mean, why wouldn't you do a split test of the one that's working phenomenal and try to make it more phenomenal and then more phenomenal? I mean, we could. Is that I dangerous? Just, I mean... I don't want to waste money when we have a really profitable campaign running. Okay, got it. I mean, we could. We could try if the client wanted to. That was just my greed showing up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, some clients might want that, but I don't want to waste their money. All right, what would you say was the biggest fear holding you back from getting started and jumping out there full-time on this business? It was the financial aspect of it. So just the numbers, yeah. which makes sense because you're a finance guy by you yeah. know career, right? Yeah. So it's scary not having that main source of income anymore, and like it's all on you now. See, I get that, right? See, I'm not a finance guy, so I have a huge risk tolerance. Yeah. However, I really respect guys that are number guys, um, to if they take any risk. Yeah, cause because that's not easy. They're literally going against their own wiring. Yeah. So it's kind of like. 
when you're working nine to five, there's some days where you just don't feel like working. So you kind of take the day off a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, go home th- that night, go to bed early or whatever. You can't really do that when you're an entrepreneur. Like you can't just take days off. I mean, you can if you want, but the way I <laughs> Have work. Have you not seen my life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like to take days off at all, but. I get it. I get it. Well, listen, you're four months in. Yeah. Right? So four months in, I get it. Your first year, you shouldn't be taking days off. Yeah. I really don't think so for the first 12 months or whatever. I mean, uh, you take your weekend, right? You take your Sunday. Yeah. I always take well, I Sunday off. That. And, well, that's God's day, brother. So yeah. you got to drop it like it's hot, man. Yeah, like it's we, like, we just went to Vegas a couple weekends ago, and I was freaking out because we were gone for three or four days, mm-hmm. and I didn't have my computer, and I was like, oh, man, what if clients need me? Like, oh, they need me. They need yeah. me. Tell them to grow up, put their big boy pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on vacay, yo. All right, so uh, tell us about the biggest aha moment you've had over the four months in this business. Um, Something that just showed up like, whoa, I get it, or whatever. Yeah, because uh-huh. um, I kind of went into this industry or whatever, really not knowing what to expect, I guess. And I watched a lot of Russell Brunson videos and interviews, and he's the CEO and founder of um, a software company called ClickFunnels, mm-hmm. which is a um, digital marketing company. He's one of the top digital marketers in the oh, world. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. his company's worth like $100 million or something. Got he has it. multiple companies. But, yeah, I mean, watch, just watching his videos, like everything he was saying made sense. And, I don't know, there's just there's a lot of things in his videos that are like, huh, I should try that. And I, so I started implementing. What was, the, what was the biggest aha? Um, I guess it was what I was talking about before, the understanding of value. Mm. I'm trying to... Yeah, try to teach my clients the value that I'm bringing them instead of assuming that they know what's going on. <laughs> I think as entrepreneurs, did you get what Kyle just shared there? That was a wisdom nugget, right? <laughs> we assume our clients know the value we're bringing to them. Yeah. So that's why I started and doing And nine that. out of ten times, that's not the case. Exactly. They don't get the value. That's why they're being pain in the ass clients. Yep. Because they don't really appreciate the value we're bringing. Yeah, I don't. I don't maybe not appreciate. They just don't understand it. Yeah, but, that's true. But yeah, they don't appreciate it as well. But now, if they do understand it, you get them. To, you educate them on the value, and then they still don't appreciate it. Oh no, they appreciate. Then it. Then you want to fire that client. That's why I want to work with the smart business people yeah. who actually know the value. Yeah, because it's a lot easier to work with them. But I guess that was one of the aha moments. I guess back to your question, but. Russell Brunson said that you need to teach your clients. So that's one of the first things I do when I start working with somebody is I explain to them what their expectations should be. Mm. And, yeah, so it makes it a lot better going from there. If they don't agree, then I just don't work with them. <laughs> You're fired. That's right. I like firing clients. It's fun. <laughs> it, it, it lets me feel abundance, right? It's like I don't need them, right? I'm yeah, not coming from a – powerful. S- but not just powerful. It's not an ego trip. It's it's. I know I'm not in a place of scarcity. Yeah. If I could get rid yeah. of a client and be fine, awesome. Love it. All right. So looking back, uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious because my question is normally looking back at your first 100K, right? But you're four months in and so you've I'm already made right 140, now. which is yeah. hilarious to me. That's awesome, dude. You're like a great success story here. So looking back at your first 100K, in your opinion, what was the number one thing that got you over the 100K mark? Number one thing? Yeah. It could be personally, it could be a mindset, it could be anything. What's that number one thing yeah, that was, got you over? I just think it, it was the mindset of getting there, but... I mean, like, a, yeah, like spending all night working with clients, taking the time to engage with them. And I think number one thing is getting on that intimate level with them, giving my text messages or my 
phone number, my Facebook, like everything. Mm, everything's just getting so real and personal. Yeah, so it's kind yeah. of, yeah, like it was giving me a boost every day knowing that people, my clients had my Facebook, and if I messed up, they can bash me in front of all my friends. Uh, they can, they can ruin my so life. So you were putting yourself to. out there, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah it makes which me work created harder. your own accountability system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. That's yeah. smart. Yeah, very strategic, brother. Cool. What was the best business advice you received? Received. Yeah, yeah. Getting this going. Um, when I first started, I read up on a lot of different entrepreneurs and what they or how they made the transition from nine to five to entrepreneurship. And so, I guess the best piece of advice when I was going through that was to start being an entrepreneur while you had your main source of income. I mean, going back to that, mm -hmm. but. But I, I get that, right? So I like what you did there, Kyle, because you actually went and researched the very thing you were going through. Oh, yeah. Lots of people don't do that, right? Yeah. So you're like, hey, I have a nine to five. I'm, I want to start a side hustle. So you go and research how to start a side hustle when you're working a nine to five. Yeah. Like, duh. Yeah. Right? And that's, but people don't do that. Yeah. Well, I had the side hustle while I was working. It was yeah. just making the transition from okay, a side right, right, hustle right. to a full hustle. Right. How to make a transition successfully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's smart. Right. But people forget the those common yeah. sense things. Yeah. And and then that's all why they the, go down. Yeah. And fear shows up when you have unknown. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. like when you walk into a dark room, you can't see what's there. Right. It causes fear. Right. So when you don't know what's coming or what's in front of you, it causes fear. Yeah. So the way, one way to remove fear then is to find out what's coming. Find out what's in front of you. Yep. Make the unknown known. Yeah, and like you were saying before, I was looking into millionaire and billionaire testimony or interviews and stuff about what, how they made that transition. So I mean, I kind of looked to them for that mm -hmm. information, but eventually just made that transition, made it work. I get it. All right, so share one of your daily habits over the past four months since you started this business that has helped you to get over the $100,000 mark. You mean besides chugging monster? <laughs> <laughs> yes, besides really right. unhealthy habits. <laughs> well, I think the number one thing is to write down goals. So every night before I go to bed, I write goals for the next day that I need to get done. And so, I mean, that keeps me on track. And, I mean, yeah. And what happens if you don't hit the goals that next day? Oh, I'm, I make them. No matter what? Yeah, no matter what. That's why I spend so much time awake. So you don't go to sleep until no. those goals are hit. Exactly. Even if it means you don't sleep that night. Exactly. You're hardcore, bro. <laughs> I get it. Cool. So what's your uh, favorite website, app, or digital resource and why? Um, I would probably say ClickFunnels. Like yeah. reading into Russell Brunson and listening to him talk is – so informational like just his idea and perspective on things helps me kind of change my perspective and it has over the past four months and it's changed everything i get it yeah. very cool all right so kyle we're at the best part here all right we're about to enter the hustle round oh man this is where i ask you 12 quick fire questions you'll have about three seconds to answer each first thing that comes to you don't overthink it are okay. you ready yes awesome let's do it what's your favorite sound Sound? Correct. My favorite sound? What's your favorite sound? Your voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay. What's your least favorite sound? Your voice. <laughs> What's your least favorite sound? Um, least favorite sound? I don't know. Come on. I haven't thought don't about think. this. Is this um, least favorite sound? Crying babies. Thank you. 
And what's your actual real favorite sound? Uh, I have no idea. First thing. Favorite sound? Favorite sound. Favorite sound. Favorite sound. Favorite sound. I'll keep doing this until you do it. I don't know. Favorite sound. I, I have no idea what my favorite sound is. <laughs> okay. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A policeman, because my grandpa was. Mm, cool. What are you most afraid of? Failure. Mm-hmm. What do you consider failure? Not meeting my goals. Mm-hmm. What did you spend way too much time on? Uh, spend too much time doing in these first four months of your business? Um, I guess back to what we were talking about before, wasting time with clients that had unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. What secret fear do you have about people? Mm, that's a good question. That's a deep question. Mm. I don't know. Secret fear do I have about people? Yeah. Lots of us... Uh, that they don't appreciate what I'm bringing to the table for them yeah that showed up several times in this interview cool what do you wish you had learned sooner in your business um how to relate to my clients and how to teach them right from the beginning and i guess kind of warm them up to what expectations they should have yeah so to create workability right yeah. from the beginning yeah. i like it what is a new habit that you want to form hmm. sleeping <laughs> <laughs> the things we take for granted yeah, exactly. and what is a bad habit you would like to break i think i might stop giving clients my phone number and mm. all that stuff just because getting texts i literally woke up from my nap the other day i had about 30 texts mm. and just having to reply to all that is just yeah you crazy. wake up and immediately diving into yeah. stress i freak out every time i wake up because i see my phone full of texts and it's like is there an emergency or these people yeah. just want something stupid? I get that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, passionate, um, driven, and goal-oriented. Okay, cool. Pick three words to describe who you were before you started the business. Lost, <laughs> miserable, and I don't know. Just unfulfilled, I guess. Mm, very good. Got it. Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are sitting in front of your tombstone. Okay. Read to us what it says on it. Somebody who pursued their passions and worked as hard as they could to get where they want to be. Got it. Yeah. And final question, Kyle. If you could come back to life and tell your family, friends, and loved ones only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? To work hard. Work hard. Yep. Simple. It. Kyle, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Um, they can. I have a Facebook page, and I mean, they can reach out to there at Kyle yeah, don't, Business Group. Kyle Business Group I, on I'm not, Facebook. I'm not going to give you my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to recommend don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the best way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Kyle, thanks for joining us today, and I wish you peace, love, and superpowers. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. You got it, bro. Head over to first100k.com for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you could use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you on the next show. Cheers. Cheers.